0: Take off. It's going to be <laughs> Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is Danilo Bartolini, aka Danilo B. I'm an acclaimed business coach, and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine-figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by, and let's get started. What is going on, CEOs? De Niro B. here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, we're here with Alan Lazares. Alan is a CEO, founder, and co-host of the Next Level University, a global top 100 podcast. Alan is a professional speaker and business coach. At age two, his father passed away in a car accident. And at age 26, getting into a nearly fatal car accident himself, he questioned everything and fell in love with self-improvement. Now, it's Alan's mission to help others maximize their potential and design lives and businesses they love on their own terms. I'm very excited for this chat, so let's get right into it. Alan, welcome to The Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing awesome. I'm super excited for a high-energy episode here.
0: Yeah, for sure. I was telling Alan that the podcast episodes are only about 30 minutes, but uh, we make good use of every single minute. So, Alan, can you tell us what you were doing before you opened your business and what made you become an entrepreneur?
1: Absolutely. So, I think the best way to start this is, so, when I when I got to high school, so I was young and my mom told me the best lesson I've ever gotten. She said, Alan, you can be a CEO or you can be a farmer. I'm going to love you either way. But if you aim high and go for CEO, you can wake up one day and decide to be a farmer, but it does not work the other way around. So she taught me the best lesson, which is aim high and you'll have choices. Life is about choices. So she took a chance on me. She told me before I went into high school, it was eighth grade. So uh, in my country, Ninth grade is the start of high school. And right before that is eighth grade. She said, I'm going to let you take eighth grade off. Now, you still have to go to school by law. I still had to go to school, like actually attend, but she's like, just go have fun. You don't have to try. And up to this point, I'm a pretty much straight A student. And so I'm like, what? Okay, cool. So I look at my academic career and you can see all A's, maybe a couple B's. Then you've got in eighth grade, you've got C's and D's and a couple B's, no A's. And she said, but you have to promise me something. You have to promise me that you'll get the President's Award in high school. So at the time, the President's Award meant that you, for every report card, four report cards a year, four years, so 16 report cards straight, you can't get anything below a 95 GPA out of 100. And so you have to get straight A's. And I got 189 in honors English, and I'll never forget that. Fortunately, I I, um, was able to still hit that goal. So I have a, a plaque signed by George Bush, got the President's Award. Awesome, awesome, awesome went to a school called Worcester Polytechnic Institute. It's kind of like a mini MIT tech school. Mm -hmm. And there was this running joke there of like, friends don't let friends go to MIT because they were kind of like trying to compete with MIT. But anyway, so sort of a mini MIT, uh, it's called WPI. That was my alma mater. Did electrical and computer engineering there. Very, very good at mathematics. I was the obnoxious guy who could not go to class at all, get straight A's on all the calculus tests. But computer engineering itself was very, very challenging for me. So I ended up graduating with high distinction after much, much, much uh, hard work. I went into corporate and I I worked for a company called Tyco Safety Products, and um, it's now called Simplex Grinnell. But I was designing circuits behind a desk and I realized, okay, I love people. I love communicating. I'm not going to stay behind this desk forever. And so I went back and I talked to some of my mentors about this and I went back and I went back for my MBA. So I have electrical and computer engineering undergrad, and then I've got my MBA. And now I'm off into the the corporate environment even, even further. I worked for a bunch of different companies. I worked for iRobot. I worked for Sensata Technologies, which used to be Texas Instruments. I went to LA for a time for like three and a half month period. I worked for a company called Oz Development. Eventually, I landed at a company called Cognex. And at Cognex, I started a little inside sales engineering team, and then I got promoted to outside sales engineering. I managed a territory of Western Massachusetts, Vermont, and uh, Connecticut. Connecticut was my primary territory. Mm -hmm. And I sold industrial automation equipment into manufacturing facilities, and we sold cameras that would do quality assurance on all kinds of different products. So if you picture a water bottle going down a line, 100 bottles per minute, Um, We would take pictures of every bottle and make sure the cap is on right, like that kind of thing. The software within the cameras. And so, I'm 26 years old at this point. I'm I'm earning almost $200,000 a year. Um, I'm working for a company called Cognex, and I'm up in New Hampshire with my little cousin. Mm -hmm. My little cousin's 17 at the time. I'm 26. We're playing Call of Duty, not doing anything crazy or partying or drinking, and we. I end up so that that winter back in 2015 was so bad that the the snowbanks were covering the signs. It was like an obnoxiously bad winter. And there was a yield sign. We were going to TGI Fridays. There was a yield sign that I didn't see. And I was at this three-way fork. It was a dark winter night, cold and um, freezing rain. And I end up on the wrong side of the road. I was supposed to yield and didn't. And I was looking down at the GPS. I look up and I saw the brightest lights I'd ever seen. So at the time, I thought this was a Mack truck. It turns out, fortunately, it was a lift-kitted pickup truck. Up in New Hampshire, there's a lot of those. Yeah. But I was 10 feet from this car, and I was doing you know, 30 miles an hour at least. And I thought in that moment, there's no way that we survived this. So fortunately, I was driving a 2004 Volkswagen Passat. This, I used to call this car the tank because it was a German-engineered steel trap of a car. And I used to literally call it the tank because it was such a heavy, well-engineered car. Loved that car. And so usually in my speeches, I'll show a picture of this car because the part of my story, I haven't told you yet. And I'll be brief about this because I know this is a short form episode, but so my father passed away in a car accident when he was 28 years old. I'm 26 at the time of my car accident. So I was two when my father passed away when he was 28 and I've seen the pictures of my dad's car. And so I'm 26. I get in this car accident and this really messed me up. I mean, Physically, I was okay, which was really wonderful. But mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I was absolutely messed up. Yeah. And that that regret, that dark place, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, I now live by the saying, I've got a, a North Star around my neck at all times. And I say, you can't see the dark. Uh, you can't see the light. Uh, or The stars are always there during the day, but you can't always see them until you're in the dark. Mm-hmm. And so I wear this true North around my neck to remind me, of what I saw that day, which was, listen, I'm not living a life true to myself. And so there was two stars that I saw in the dark that I had never noticed before. Two in particular, there was a lot because when you sell, when you succeed, you celebrate, when you yeah. fail, you contemplate. And I was contemplating life so much, but like, how did I live? Am I proud of the man I became, you know, uh, and, and you probably, if you're in the personal development industry, you've heard a lot of these stories of people who had these really traumatic things happen, and then after that, they really turned their life around. And, and it's not like I was in a bad place in particular. I just I just wasn't doing this one simple fundamental thing that I learned from a woman named Bronnie Ware in Australia. She wrote a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. So what a coincidence. I almost died in a car accident. My father passed away in a car accident when he was 28. I'm 26 at the time. And I find this book. And this book is called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware. I've actually since interviewed her, which was really cool. But she worked in hospice for eight years with the terminally ill, and she saw the same regrets over and over and over again. I wish, I wish, I wish. And she wrote a book about it. And the top five regrets of the dying, I have a flashcard in my pocket to this day. And the number one regret of the dying is I wish I had lived a life true to myself and not what others expected of me. And so that's when I went all in. I went all in on personal development. I went all in on entrepreneurship. I went all in on my own unique goals and dreams. And that's when I really turned the dial up to 11 on just becoming the very best version of myself every second of every day from a holistic place of health, wealth, and love. Health is physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Wealth is how you make your money. In other words, do you actually enjoy what you do? Does it fulfill you? How much do you make? Is that increasing or decreasing? And at what rate? And then where do you invest it? Where do you invest your, your funds, your capital? Where do you spend your money? And then the third is love, which is intimate relationship, family, friends, colleagues, clients, mentors, mentees, all of that. And, and those are the three fundamental areas of life that really do matter most. And that's very clear to me now. But back then, as a, as a young guy, I didn't fully understand all that. And um that's kind of my my short form version of, of condensing 33 years into 33 seconds. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is, that's very, very, very powerful. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about, uh, basically like you made a choice that day that you were going to not necessarily make it happen, but here's the thing, what I think it is, is no matter where you get, even if you do end up like, An accident or something like that, and you at least were true to yourself. And and even the fact that you were able to do that uh, is in itself success already. Then there is the financial success that comes once the business grows. There is, you know, every other type of success, like the freedom of not having to go into an office. But the most important part that people need to realize when they start a business, I believe, is the fact that no matter what, just because you're going all in right now and you're being true to yourself, you're already successful because it's the journey. I know that sounds pretty cliche, but it's true. Yeah. And uh, and so now, Alan, can you tell us about your business and what you do? So our
1: business is called Next Level University, and primarily it's a podcast. But we have twenty four layers of our business model underneath that, and so the podcast is just the the front facing part of it, or the, I should say, the biggest front facing part of it. But The idea at Next Level University is Kevin and I, uh, my co-host, my business partner, Kevin, he and I grew up uh, without fathers. So my father passed away, his father left. And we want to be strong, positive, character-driven, integrous male role models, what we wish we had, because we didn't have a lot of guidance growing up. He was raised by his mother and his grandmother. I was raised by my mother and my older sister, and they did a wonderful job in in many capacities. But when it came to a a character-driven, heart-driven male role model, I mean, we just didn't have that. And so we're trying to become that. But we believe that the, the root cause of all human suffering comes down to ignorance or apathy. Mm-hmm. So, ignorance is not knowing any better. So, putting leeches on your skin because you think it'll cure a disease that's just ignorant. Um, right. And then, apathy is you don't care enough, right? So, if you look at all human suffering, you either don't know enough or you don't care enough. And so, next level university is it comes down to the integrity of the individual. You know, we talk about equal opportunity and all that kind of thing. NLU is a a university of holistic self-improvement health wealth and love in your pocket every single day from anywhere on the planet completely free we do an episode a day and so as a podcaster i'm sure you know that that's nothing short of brutal um (laughs) but it's amazing and now it's so cool we've got we're listened to in 120 countries and we have we just surpassed our 900th episode and and we're, we're really, really grateful at this point, but it started out small with this, this big idea. And the big idea was we want to be the character-driven male role models that we never had. And we want to help people understand that holistic self-improvement. I, I've met many, many people. I've coached people all over the world at this point. I'm very grateful. But I see people that are healthy that are not wealthy. I see people that are wealthy that are definitely not healthy, and I see healthy and wealthy people that are definitely not in love. And very few people genuinely, and I, I used to not say this, but it's just true. Um, very few people have mastered all three of those genuinely. And, and you know, our focus at NLU is to help our listeners, our team members, and the world master the three main facets of life, which is health, wealth, and love. And, and you know, I think fulfillment comes as a byproduct of that, and so that's what NLU is. That's the primary facet of our business. But we also have a podcast production agency. We have my next level business solutions consulting and coaching, and a bunch of other different departments as well. But um, in a nutshell, next level university is the the primary through line that that helps everything else go around.
0: For sure. That's, that's, uh, that's very interesting how you were able to really like go from, when did you start your podcast?
1: Uh, Five years ago. So 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The tail end of 2017. I think it was.
0: That's, that's, that's impressive. And now you said you have over 20 different business models within uh, this business and you have 50, I I believe we were talking about 15 people before the podcast. You said 15 people uh, before. Yeah.
1: Yep. So we have a global team. 15-person global team. Some in the Philippines, uh, one from Italy. Our COO is from Italy Mm -hmm. and Canada, all over the world. It's really quite quite amazing, but it's all virtual. Um, Some people I actually do know in person. My assistant Amy, executive admin. I think you might have met her. Um, She's she's local, but yeah, we have a, a global virtual team. And I think you know, like we talked about in the preamble, I think that's. It's honestly amazing. I mean, they're my family in many ways and and some of them I've never even met in person. Um, we're we're hosting live events now, so we're doing one every quarter, which is exciting. So we're gonna meet everybody in person, you know quarterly, but but for the most part, it's fully remote, which is just cool that we can live that way now.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so let's switch gears for a second and talk about some tips that you can give our listeners. About the way that they can scale their business remotely, 100% remotely, uh, without having to resort to micromanagement and all these things that you know, in the short run, in the short run may seem you know uh, good because you're like, oh, I'm saving you know like 15 bucks here or 20 bucks there, but in the long run kind of ruin, you know, the, the corporate, not corporate, but like the business culture and ultimately they, they hinder your, your, your growth.
1: Yeah. So there's so much to unpack there. I know you know that, but I think the first thing to understand is that a business. So, so if anyone's out there and they're not driving, they can write this down and I'll, I'll unpack it layer by layer. So at the very top of every business is some form of a mission. So, so our mission, in a, in a nutshell, is to bring holistic self improvement to the masses, and that's a an, an infinite game. We're never gonna like achieve that, right? It's not, it's not like, um, and and that's a really hard mission too, because obviously, you know, not the whole world is into personal development. Yeah. So, but every business starts with a mission, and, and some businesses don't even start there, which I think is fascinating. Um, but anyway, so mission is at the top. So if you picture layers and, and start at the top. So so number one is the mission. Number two is the leader or leaders. And technically everyone in your organization should be a leader, but I think you know what I'm referring to in terms of um, the person, the founder, uh, leader, CEO. And so the leader creates the culture. The team creates the culture, but the leader is kind of leading by example or should be leading by example, I should say. So So again, mission at the top, leader underneath that, culture underneath that business underneath that now underneath business is the team because the team runs the business Mm -hmm. underneath the team is systems this is the part that most of my clients most people in general just do not do well in my opinion i'm an engineer by trade so systems thinking is just my jam like some people want to go achieve great things without any systems they want to frolic on the beach and have a laptop lifestyle. And it's just, it's just not real, especially not for the first decade. I mean, you can do that later, but systems is key, right? So have you ever met someone who like really wants to achieve massive, massive, massive impact and success, but like really doesn't want to use a calendar? It's, it's, it's one of those things. that's like, listen, that's not, that's not how it works. I think it's probably possible, but it's definitely not probable. So again, mission leader culture business, team, systems. Now, underneath systems is is products and services, whatever you provide to the world. Underneath products and services is clients and customers. And then underneath clients and customers needs to be these other two, in my opinion, and it's community and philanthropy. So, these are the layers of business that I think every business should have. These are the main categories that every business should have. And it it needs to be aligned, and it needs to be a win 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 win, and it can't be a win win lose lose win lose. Yes. So so I'm a systems thinker. So I think to myself like, okay, if you, if you have mission, leader, culture, business, team, systems, products and services, clients and customers, community and philanthropy, every one of those things should be getting 1% better every single day in in holistic alignment. And when I study businesses and, and I coach business owners, very rarely do they have every single one of those like working in tandem. Usually, you know, some business... So think of a business that's really good for the business owners, but not good for the team. Or it's good for the business owners and the team, but not good for the customers and consumers. And so that's kind of the best starting place i think is to understand the fundamental structure and and i used to try to talk about this and people would like this isn't my opinion like I, I i've studied business for a long time like those categories it's not like i'm i'm just saying like this is my perspective like this is how business i believe is is actually supposed to work and i i don't think that many of us are operating from that paradigm and if we were we would be much more successful at scaling Um, and, and ideally your philanthropy should be a part of the community that you're building. The community should be a part of the the team. So we hire from within the community, right? We hire our listeners. And so it all feeds, every category should feed the other categories in alignment with that mission. And, you know, we say yes and no based on mission, you know, right now, right. I'm podcasting in self-improvement. And if this wasn't, if this was a comedy podcast, like I, I quite frankly, I wouldn't be here because it's not the mission, right? And and that's nothing against comedy podcasts. Maybe they're trying to do their own good in the world, but at the end of the day, I think that's the through line: is is do these all connect, and do they all work in tandem, and is the team, you know, rowing in the in the same direction, and and are their goals and dreams similar to the mission that you're on?
0: Yes, a hundred percent. I think, for, you know, uh, there's so much to unpack. I can. I have to say the same thing because you, you literally went and uh, it, it explained really the core of, of the problem most people that they have when they can't scale a business, which is really they, they try to have this win lose situation. I know for a fact when I started selling on, I started my business when I I started selling on Amazon back in, in the beginning of the 2010s, and and, and for a few maybe like I would say probably for a couple of years, I'm ashamed to say that all I really cared about was just trying to make money and try to have a proof of concept business. And, and all I cared about was you know profit margins. And some, some, some weeks, some months, I, I would make like 40K in sales and I would be super happy. And then that product would crash and then I'd be the same. And, and, and then I had no idea what to do. And mm-hmm. so until then, I realized I was like, I need to sell something that people want to really like tell their friends. And if, if that's not the case, it's not going to be good enough. So then we started with digital marketing. We did revenue share model, which really scaled our business because that's the essence of growing someone else's business and only getting paid if you're able to do that. Yeah. And then with the coaching program, same thing, we help people, we we get systematically, we get great feedback and video testimonials. And then we use to, you know, to you know, to, to sell more people. And so that's the one thing uh, that you were saying is, you know, win-win. And then you talked about consistency of the messaging, which is really, really important. Not messaging, but just everything you talked about, which is, I think, very cool and out of the box thinking of hiring your own listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do that. I'm going to start doing that. (laughs) Great idea, especially, yeah, if you have a podcast, a YouTube channel or anything else, because, hey, who loves your your message and your purpose more than people that listen to your show every day? (laughs) Yeah,
1: best cheat code in the game right there. They're already naturally attracted. They're already on that mission that they already share the same core values, core aspirations, and core beliefs of the business. That's why they're there. The law of attraction is supposed to work that way, right? It's supposed to be based on mutual goals, mutual mutual core values, and mutual beliefs. And if you do hire from within your community that you're building, I'm telling you, I've done both, and I'm never going back. I I honestly won't hire. I won't hire from outside the community unless you're like, unreasonably extraordinary and even then I probably won't because what I've found leading a team we have a a NLU team alignment score so yes I rate every team member on their commitment level and you know their consistency and reliability and we also have a C33 evolve score that we created that that tests you on 33 facets of your personality and it basically is a growth rate you know consistency charisma character um, consciousness, contemplation, like all these different facets. And if you have a low C score, you're not going to do well on our team because we're extraordinarily growth oriented. And, and so, you know, in the NLU team alignment score, what I've found is that the the listeners, the people who already resonate with who we are, what we do and why we do it. It's just, it's been so much more successful than, than hiring from outside of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what? Uh, these conversations remind me of Ray Dalio's principles um, mm. uh, and system <laughs> thinking and everything else. I think he's, he's even um, close to you, I guess, in New England, right? Um, around that area, I believe, Bridgewater's Associates. Yeah, um,
1: huge fan of Ray Dalio. That book. Um, Ray, Ray's a boring guy, but he is so valuable. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've noticed there's a correlation between value and boring. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> it's Here's so funny. Like, I read the entire book. I read the It's 536 pages. I believe I read it more than once. Uh, I absolutely love that book. Yeah. Um, it really. I am not. Uh, I am not a uh, an engineer. All right. So I I I've been I indoctrinated myself into systems. But I come from you know a completely different background. I, I was DJing for about 10 years in Toronto and, oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden because I was in sales and I was like uh, the DJ thing was uh, for fun uh, it, it went it, it was pretty decent but I was it was not sustainable and so at that point I said I need to figure out a way to make money without having to go back to an office and, and so that's when I started my business. But the one thing that I took from business, uh, from, from music, was mastering software. And so I was like, that's a process. So this is the first thing. That was my first approach to process uh, thinking and to mm-hmm. system thinking. And uh, and then, yeah, Ray Dalio is sort of reading a lot, but Ray really talks about building systems. And I believe that uh, that's actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you is how much time do you spend – on meetings with your team even though you have from what I understand an asynchronous team right everybody's working from their own time zone and whatnot so how many times how, how much time do you spend on meetings and as opposed to actually using productivity tools like uh, monday.com or like Trello or like Todoist
1: yeah so we we use um, we have a, a our own team dashboard. We also have our own software that we're creating. That's project management because I couldn't find one that I liked. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna build one. But so the in terms of the meetings, the runway that we've paved, and this is the analogy, right? You, you have to pave a runway. Some people are trying to get lift on a dirt a dirt road, and so so there's 24 departments, and there's a pilot and a co-pilot of every department. And I'm the CEO, so I'm I'm responsible for what I refer to in the dashboard as the NLU impact score. The NLU impact score is simple, um, or maybe it's simple to me, but, um, but I'll try to explain it simply. Yeah. So every single week, we have a team huddle with everyone on the team. If they are, if they can't attend live because some people are in Italy, some people are in the Philippines, they're they're uh, it would be like 1 a.m. for them, and we don't want to mess up their sleep schedules yeah. so they can be on. Um, but everyone watches them either recordings or live. And we basically go through the NLU impact score, which is each department has a pilot and a co-pilot, and we rate every single week from zero to 10 how well we're doing in each department. And then we do a 1%, uh, 1% win and a 1% improvement. And it's all done in a spreadsheet. And the idea here is we go up by 0.1 or down by 0.1. We never stay the same. In other words, did we make progress this week? If so, we go up. If we didn't, we go down. And by the way, in certain departments, so Next Level Podcast Solutions, which is our podcast production agency, we have 18 clients and 18 different podcasts that we produce, um, not including our own. And so that's been growing like crazy, which is awesome. But when we got to 9.9, we immediately level set it back to nine. And so this, this is a percentage from zero to 100%. So you take the 24 numbers divide them by 240 because it's 10 times 24, which is 240 divided by 240 multiplied by 100. And so you get a percentage. So my score right now as the CEO who who's supposed to be responsible for this KPI of the NLU impact score, which is the the how well the entire business is doing, is 59.6% right now. And so to say I'm obsessed with systems is an understatement. We there's not a facet of I know exactly how many listens, exactly how much profit margin we have right now. I know exact amount of money we made yesterday. Like there, I'm obsessed with numbers. I, I mean, if you don't if you don't have your numbers dialed in in fitness, in business, in finance, you're in trouble for sure. And I, I say that because I it's it's it bothers people for me to say that, but I also understand it's going to help them. I mean, I can tell you the amount of listens we had yesterday, right? So, And then I can tell you the percent growth rate average over the last week, over the last month, over the last quarter, over the last year. And, and Kevin sends me reports every single... Uh, he's the CFO. He sends me a report every morning. And But to answer your original question with the meetings, we do one weekly huddle every Wednesday for a half an hour. Mm-hmm. And then every department head has one half hour meeting with their little sub team, and then we use WhatsApp as our communication channels. And so every department has a pilot and a co-pilot, but then it has people who support that pilot and co-pilot. Mm-hmm. So they have a crew. And so every single WhatsApp completely mirrors the NLU impact score. So for example, virtual monthly meetups, we do a monthly meetup every every month. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a pilot of that and a co-pilot of that. And there's a WhatsApp group that's internal only with the NLU team where everything that has to do with that department goes through that channel. And then we also have one main team chat for team-related things as well. And then our COO checks in on everybody. And everyone has their own individual um, peak performance tracker as well. It's a habit tracker. And uh, before I go too deep, every every team member does peak performance tracking every single day where they track their habits every day. And they all have one main KPI that they are responsible for. And I same deal. And and everyone tracks every day to make sure that we're on track. And and our COO does a daily momentum checkup in WhatsApp. And and you know, it's it's really quite wonderful what can happen when you have your entire team aligned with the mission, but also aligned with their own goals and dreams. Because these peak performance trackers, I mean, it's not just work stuff. I mean, you know, go to bed by 10 30 you know, PM is on there, but they create it. I coach the whole team and they create their own habits. So for example, three healthy meals is one, one of the line items for one of our team members, her name's Ron, um, you know, walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Like those are holistic habits that matter. And, and, um, yeah, so we have a half an hour department meeting every single week. I'm involved in most of those, but not all of them. We have one, one hour huddle every single Wednesday night. And then on top of that, I coach every team member biweekly, not only on how to win in our business, but how to win in in their own life. Yeah.
0: Whoa, there's a lot of stuff again here. um, I think that uh, what you just said right now really resonated about the mentoring and coaching your own staff members. I think that's uh, the best way to keep uh, your team, uh, really like loyal to your business. You know what, uh, I here, sometimes people say things like, well, if you coach your business, your employees too well, they may go and open their own business. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so what? Like at the end of the day, people are bound to get another job in next, you know, five, 10 years. I mean, long gone are the days where people have the same job for 40 years. But the big difference that if they leave and they are in good terms with you, they may open another business or whatever they do, they're going to still send you referrals. They're still going to be around. They're still going to be partnering up with you if if they have uh, a business that's similar or at least uh, in in the same industry. Mm -hmm. And so I think really like what you're talking about right now is just making sure that you have a positive influence with your team members um, so that you don't have to really like, he behind them and making sure that they're doing their job every single minute of the day, right?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I just want to talk quickly about what you said there. Of you know, some business owners don't want to help their staff grow because then they'll leave. If your if your philosophy in business <laughs> is predicated on keeping your your own staff small, you're in trouble in this economy. <laughs> um, exactly. You know, our business will wipe the walls with yours if you're trying to keep everybody small. Um, at the end of the day, if you create a, a magnificent business with a magnificent culture and a magnificent team, they're not going to leave. They're not going to want to leave. If they want to leave, it's because it's not magnificent. And and that's on you, whoever's the business owner.
0: Yeah. 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 Even opening it up. I mean, like, I also understand someone that maybe started with you because you wanted to get some experience and then they do, uh, maybe they are the entrepreneurial person themselves. But this is not the end that, you know, that is not the end of that relationship. That is not the end of, right. of the relationship with that employee, right? Um, Alan, listen, I want to ask you, what are you guys working on uh, that, that uh, that's getting you excited? You want to share it with us? Right
1: now. So 2022 has been extremely humbling. So in 2022, we are doing a podcast episode a day. We're doing group coaching sessions every other week so bi-weekly. We're doing a monthly virtual event on Zoom every month. We're doing a live in-person event every quarter, and then we're also doing an annual retreat every year. And then we also have something called the Next Level Hope Foundation, which is for boys without fathers, like Kevin and I, we want to bring in sort of a celebrity type of character-driven male role model to come in. And we're going to, on Father's Day, every Father's Day from now on, we're going to rent out a rec center and create team building activities and play soccer and football and all kinds of stuff. Right. Um, and it'll be sort of personal development centered, but more importantly, just being a positive influence on the lives of these young boys who don't have don't have male role models. Um, but 2022 is the first year up to this point where we have all of the, um, bones of the business structure of the business complete. And there's Mm -hmm. still two or so departments that I anticipate will happen in the next decade. But for the most part, the bones of the business are the infrastructures built. And this is the first year where, where we're really like, you know, in my, my business philosophy is very simple. Start the right trains, stop the wrong ones stop Mm -hmm. the wrong trains. I mean, if it's not a train that's going to roll in 10 years, get rid of it now, honestly. Um, So start the right trains, stop the wrong ones. You know, never lose momentum on the right trains. You cannot lose momentum. Whatever you do, do not lose momentum. And then number four, how do you accelerate the acceleration? And so right now I've been very humbled because we're doing a live in-person event every quarter. And obviously with COVID and stuff like that, that's been challenging. But What's what's most challenging to me right now, but what I'm also most excited by because I love challenges, is how am I going to keep all the momentum on all these trains rolling simultaneously? <laughs> I mean, in, at the end of 2021, we had we've added at least six new trains that that I know are in the long term roadmap. So I'm grateful to get them started, but I, it has been nothing short of absolutely humbling um, to try to gain momentum in many areas simultaneously. Um, luckily I have an awesome team and the team's grown by two people in the last couple months, but, uh, it's been humbling. What am I most excited about? Um, what am I most excited about? We have more listeners per day now than we did the entire first year. <laughs> so, um, that's what I'm most excited about is the impact. I, I'm grateful we surpassed a quarter million a year in revenue you know a couple months ago and we're almost surpassing projected to a half million and we'll be at a million by the end of the year. Um, I'm excited about all that and that's all awesome genuinely. I mean, because in the beginning, I mean it was brutal, genuinely we were broke, uh, absolutely broke. and so um, that's awesome. you know, being able to buy a laptop when you want one and a new camera yeah. when you want it and like being able to you know afford Christmas presents and all that is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I'm most excited about is how we make our money. Kevin and I are extraordinarily discerning with who we work with. And there have been some really big monetary opportunities that we've turned down just because it's like, we don't want more of that dude in the world. We we just don't, we're not going to help a cigarette company grow. We're not going to help an alcohol company grow. Like, I don't care whatever your beliefs about alcohol, are. it's your call. But for, for us, we stay true and we're more focused on saying no to the wrong things because that gives us room to really double and triple and quadruple down on the right ones.
0: That makes total sense. Listen, Alan, I know my listeners will want to listen to your podcast, see what you uh, do basically online. So where can people find you?
1: So Instagram, uh, you can look up next level university spelt exactly like it sounds. We're on every podcast platform. We're on YouTube. Um, And in the show notes of every episode is all of my contact information, my emails in there, my Facebook, my LinkedIn, my Instagram, the best place to reach me. If you want to connect is on Instagram, my, between my assistant and myself right now, we do get back to everybody. Um, And so super excited. If, if any of this resonated and you want some help, please reach out. Even if you just want to connect in general, I'm, I'm super excited to connect people who are into personal development. And I do know that the entrepreneurial revolution is upon us. I mean, there there's 40 years ago you needed you know 50 grand and a building to start a company, and now you need a laptop and a good idea and work ethic. And yes. and it's just so freaking cool to be able to talk to people all over the world from from these cameras and from these microphones. So you know the okay. the, the possibilities are really. I'm I'm a, a a big time optimist about the future, and um, if you want some more of that in your life, come on over. And uh, let's connect.
0: Awesome. Alan, again, thanks a lot for being in the Remote CEO Show. I'm looking forward to having you back in the future and enjoy the rest of the day.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was a great interview
0: and uh, I love the energy. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section. And to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again. And I will talk to you again soon.